yeah, it's it almost feels like it's like the vibe of like if if you gave every like every kid with like an Xbox Live mu- headset in like the 360 days, like yeah, that's like, like kind of the era. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like everyone's yeah, just shitting on things. Although I do see that on Itchio sometimes too. I think we talked about that on the podcast once. Yeah. Just like I, I've man, never like, had it worse than Google Play. Like that that was like a formative experience for me. How shit on I got on Google Play. What did you put on Google Play? What game do you have on there? Uh, don't don't go and play. It wasn't good, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just like my first kind of serious game that I released, and it wasn't great. Very buggy. Uh, yeah. Hey, bugs I, are no problem. Who cares? Ah, uh, no, but it was <laughs> it was quite bad. Uh, Is it the puzzle platformer like yeah, Boo or yeah, Blue? Don't, don't pick that up. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Actually, I really recommend right. the music. Uh, uh, well, yeah, Lumoth. Yeah, the music was great. Yeah, <laughs> heck yeah. But uh, I'll no, check I, it like out I, I think it's my only game also that I've charged for, and I, I got like I had someone email me like asking for a refund, and just like I can't believe you made me spend money on this. <laughs> 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 i was just like damn i literally i like i haven't charged for a game since then <laughs> oh man is it because of that uh not entirely Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight joined with uh, someone that you might recognize the name of. I know we've mentioned a handful of their games in the past on the podcast. We've got our buddy uh, Dev Dwarf uh, here with us. Uh, how's it going, Dev? What's popping? Nice. Uh, it's so good to have you. Uh, yeah, we've talked about, I, I think, I know for sure we've talked about Leanthus. We've talked a little bit of Control Co. Uh, I don't know if I've ever talked about Fewer DVD. Am I pronouncing that right? Um, yeah. On, on the podcast, but that just so many awesome games. We've definitely talked about Self, I think, multiple times on the podcast. That's a collaboration between uh, Dev Dwarf and then uh, Matt Ugg and Connor Grail. Just a bunch of our, you know, again, we've already raved about that game enough, although I'm sure it'll come up a few times in, uh, you know, this week and next week. We're going to have uh, Dev Dwarf join us for a little chat just about some games this week, kind of like we did with our uh, pal Megan a few weeks ago. And then, uh, We'll talk some more about uh, some of his projects and whatnot and just philosophy and game design and, and whatever comes up next week. So uh, but we can dig right into the games uh, right off the top. And uh, I know you said you were r- vaguely familiar with the uh, Punk Cake Delicio uh, duo uh, Dev Dwarf uh, that's kind of putting out uh, a game a month. They're doing a Patreon thing. Uh, and we actually just had Remy DeVoe, one half of the duo on the podcast uh, for an interview recently. Um, and that was at the time when, uh, we interviewed them, uh, Antacrypt, their first game was the only game that was out. And I kind of gave like a quick shout out to this game recently on the podcast, but I just actually beat it, uh, streaming it in our discord the other night. Um, I didn't have the mic set up or anything, but I was just like, I'm on the final boss and I've been chipping away at it for like an hour and I, I want somebody to see me beat this. And there was one person watching. So, um, but it's a really awesome, like top down, uh, twin stick shooter, except it's actually like a single stick shooter. You can only control where your character moves and otherwise the cursor, like your aiming cursor is just kind of bouncing around the screen at all times. Um, almost like hitting the walls, like an old like an old school, like uh, Windows 95 screensaver or something. 
Um, yeah. and you're, it's all about like positioning yourself, but there's tons of different power ups and upgrades and, and whatnot. And it's, it, it's just been such a blast. It's honestly one of my favorite games that I've played this year so far. Um, and again, I think I mentioned already, they're releasing a game every month and their second game. Um, I've only kind of just started scratching the surface or at least just started getting kind of good at it. But their second game is called Metavax. And it's a uh, combination of like of Minesweeper and like a sort of bullet hell shmup. I guess it's not so much a bullet hell, but it's a pretty frantic shmup for sure. Um, and you basically like you're going through and it's got like a sort of roguelike progression, although the levels always seem to be somewhat the same. I think just like the the layout of like the cells or whatever, which are uh, um, I don't know. It's very it's not like just a grid like Minesweeper is like the cells themselves can be. It's grid based, but they can be very like kind of awkwardly shaping and sprawling all over the place. Like there's some that are maybe just one kind of singular tile if you're looking at it from like a top down or side on perspective. But like sometimes it's like they can just be like this zigzag, you know, shape of California, basically. Um, but it, it I'm not very good at Minesweepers. So we actually ended up having our buddy Morcalb, uh, who I think has the self world record uh, for speed running at the he moment. Does now. Um, yeah, <laughs> he was actually given, I mentioned this game and I was like, I, I really need some help with Minesweeper. Like I've never been good when I was a kid. I just kind of clicked around on the, you know, and just hope to get like one of those big open clearings and then like, oh, maybe I, I didn't even know what I was doing. So um, that we've actually been having like another one of our buddies, Gabo, is like been streaming, just playing Minesweeper uh, in our discord after uh, more Cavs tutorial. So we've been having a ton of fun just around Minesweeper in general. Um, but this game is like it's really interesting because you're like you're going super slowly at times like you can you can basically decide uh, unlike Minesweeper, you can basically on any given level, there's like you're going through the human body essentially and trying to like eliminate all the infected cells, actually eliminate either all the infected cells, which are like the bombs or the mines or whatever, or eliminate all the uninfected cells. But every time instead of a bomb, like when you kill one of the uh, infected cells, just a bunch of like different enemies will explode out of that cell and then you have then it turns into like a twin stick shmup really quick this time you actually do get control with the second uh joystick or you know you can use mouse controls as well um but it gets so frantic there's like no cool like no invincibility after you take damage like if you get hit like twice really quick like immediate damage but like every time like it just got it, it has so many I'm just rambling at this point, but it has so many cool layers and co uh, cool systems going on where like all of your upgrades that you pick, like if you're able to clear a zone or a part of the body and, you know, clear all the infected or, or uninfected cells, then you pick an upgrade that like upgrades the vaccine, but also like will uh, contribute like a negative side effect at the end. But then like if you complete the vaccine, you can pick a buff that kind of negates some of the side effects and you can even keep playing further to make your vaccine more effective after you've like completed the vaccine technically. Um, it's just got, it's got so many layers. And again, the fact that they're making a game a month, like that they made this, I know they said, uh, Remy had mentioned that, um, this was one of, uh, Benjamin, the other half of the team. Um, it was one of his ideas that he had been working on for a while. So it was like, it, it was something that like, wasn't just baked up in a month, but at the same time, like uh, it, it's kind of mind blowing. Like the visuals are incredible. They brought in a, a chiptune uh, artist to kind of just jam out some incredible tunes. There's only a handful of tracks, but like when you go into combat, it just like the way it ramps up. Like I don't know. I, I've been playing it. Like the runs are are pretty long. Like you, you kind of have to 
like dedicate some time to it or you can you can save your progress but like they can some of the bigger zones are like marathons you know like almost like if you're in playing minesweeper on hard mode but have you ever played any minesweeper uh dev dwarf i've just been talking this whole time here uh, <laughs> so far right. uh i don't know i've never been big on minesweeper but i've definitely played it a few times pretty bad at it yeah uh, i'm pretty I, bad at I, games I, in general but it's definitely a fun one. Uh, that seems to be kind of a, a going theme with uh, game designers. They're like, at least with their own games, I hear a lot. They're like, I'm not very good at my own game, although not everyone. Hey, um, I, I was great at self for a while. I think like I couldn't beat the hard levels now, probably because it's been a while. But they're tough, you know, and especially <laughs> when you see like either you or Matt uh, posting like gifts or like uh, it's always ba- back when you're developing. Yeah, Matt. And like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks like. I see how to do it even. So when I get to like the level, I'm like, oh yeah, this should be pretty easy. And it's like, nope, no. it's, it's not the same to execute it as it is to watch Matt, uh, yeah. polish but, it off. But. but about punk cake. Yeah. I've really been liking the look of their games and, uh, it kind of like, they just popped out of nowhere for me. I hadn't really seen them before, but their quality is really up there and I just very unique ideas and lots of different ideas kind of converging into each game. Uh, yeah it really sets them apart yeah they're kind of operating out like in their uh patreon pitch they kind of say like can you really release a game a month and they're like yeah we you know we're used to doing game jams and small pico 8 projects that's where i was actually familiar with remy's work mostly and benjamin's mm-hmm. a little bit too uh i was unfamiliar uh up until i talked to remy on the interview like benjamin was actually one of the people that like co-founded motion twin the dead cells uh team i think he left long before dead cells but apparently they had like mobile games that were pretty big and uh again i i had discovered a lot of his stuff through uh pico 8 i actually played uh one of his games from the disc room game jam that i think i talked about on the podcast before pigments uh, and I think we even talked about it on uh, when I was interviewing Remy. And I think uh, Remy even said that they might like tap into that idea for Punk Cake. So it's like I'm I'm really excited to see like maybe they're going to look at some of their previous works that were smaller ideas and flesh them out a little bit or even like uh, just soup them up a little bit. Because I know Rem- they're, they're using Remy's uh, engine for all these games, the Sugar Engine um that is eventually i think uh they mentioned is going to be publicly available available but uh not quite yet but they're like it's stable enough for us to release games on it but <laughs> they were just like we wanted to have pico 8 but without as many of the limitations you know they were like i wanted more colors and more effects and more you know i just wanted to be able to do a little bit more but while also still you know putting some restrictions on ourselves at the same time so I'm really excited to see what they do with this. And if the engine does become available, I'd be really uh, curious to see what uh, folks, uh, even like yourself, might do with it. Yeah, um, I'd have to check it really out. It's really impressive. I, I totally, I didn't know they were working off their own engine. I'll, I'll pretend like that episode has already come out and I've watched it and I'm like <laughs> super familiar with it. But uh, that's really cool. Uh, that's definitely something long-term like i'd like just to give a shot just as like kind of a challenge but i'm not sure i've never like quite felt like that was worth it for me just because i'm pretty happy like with game maker but uh there's also little things that annoy me and just having that kind of freedom definitely be very interesting yeah to like maybe i i have no background in coding whatsoever but like to potentially have the background of like something that might annoy you 
like when you're working on a project, unlike in Game Maker, where you just have to kind of deal with it or work around it or whatever. Like if you're if it's your own engine, you might be able to make, oh, let me let me see it. Not not that it's this easy, but like, let me see if I can tweak that and, and make it work in my engine, you know, as opposed to, you know, finding a workaround or something. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, there, uh, there's lots of like weird little problems. Like I, I've just like because Game Maker will output the game before and I've had to like go in and just like change the output. And it's always like, I don't know, it's just very strange. So not having to do that would be great. Yeah, it can it can be finicky, I think. Whenever you're like forced to work within somebody else's restrictions, I think you're just always bound to run into a few issues here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know uh, you know, while I'm talking about a couple of new-ish games, uh, and again, I, I just can't recommend the punk cake stuff enough. And their their Patreon subscription, they have a few tiers, but the lowest tier starts at four bucks a month. And again, they're gonna be putting out a game every month. And I, I can't wait to see what they do next. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned, and I'm sure we'll talk more about their games. But uh, Dev Dwarf, I know you've been playing uh, the latest kind of demo or, or of sorts, or I don't, I don't know if it's more of like a tech demo or concept demo of uh, Producer, the newest uh, kind of thing in the works from Stuffed Wombat. Yeah, I actually played that last night. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I just saw like a little tease of it. Like I saw them tweeting about it, and I was just like, you know, this looks like something even though it looks like there's a way to maybe check it out right now. Like I, I want to maybe wait to experience the full thing when it's available. But what did you think of this kind of, cause stuffed wombat is always up to something crafty always. Like it, I'm always curious to anything they're working on. So what did you think of this one? Cause this looks like maybe one of their more, uh, innovative projects. Yeah, this is definitely more, I mean, their stuff's always very out there, but this one yeah. is very unique just because indie games, I think more in general are known for going for like, you know, we're going to really take the action to the max and yeah, really go that way. Cause, Oh, maybe people aren't doing that anymore, but this is kind of going the other way into just like the more narrative game and interesting visuals and the, the way that like, cause it, before even this game, he was kind of teasing on Twitter, like, this narrative engine he was making that allowed like all this cool like branching dialogue and just interesting stuff and so seeing that kind of come to life in the form of this game has been really interesting and even just the demo that i got to check out like it just has a very unique structure it doesn't really feel like any other visual novel i've seen because those usually like you know you're kind of making decisions you're branching a little bit but uh it it always just kind of comes back to the same place and this it feels like you can kind of go off on these little tangents and like really go off on them for a while okay that yeah that sounds because i know what you mean you're you're almost and i don't play a ton of narrative games uh to be honest but like you do kind of feel like you're going node to node to node and even if you get to pick which nodes those are you're you're, you don't have a ton of agency in the end yeah you're just working your way through the experience a lot of times at least that's how it feels to me definitely i i will say you know you're not quite getting like you know that your your experience of playing the game you will have the same story as the other people that play the game at least from the demo but yeah uh just kind of the path you take on there will probably be a bit different and it had lots of good opportunity for comedy and i think stuffed wombat's always very good at like using game mechanics in comedic ways 
which is also really tough to do. Like comedy in games in general is tough to do or I mean, comedy in general is tough to do. But yeah, doing like a game mechanic that will make you laugh is that that's that's something else. Definitely. Yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah. And uh, have you are you a fan of uh, stuff? Wombat's other stuff? I think you mentioned uh, that you've kind of followed them for a long because they're always their output is another. They're another developer that's just cranking out stuff left and right. I think they even have like another new like I just saw them mentioning like, hey, I have a new thing coming out and then it's back to working on producer. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I, you know. Yeah, I think they're dropping that like tomorrow or something. But uh, I've been following them for a while. Probably the first game of theirs that like. I really kind of like sought out to play was Gutwell uh, yes. earlier last year, and I absolutely love that game. I think that's like a master class in like making a small game, releasing it. Yeah, it's it's so good, and I, I I'm so happy that it actually just came out on Switch recently. I was uh, made aware of it through the uh, it was included in that Itchio bundle for racial justice and equality, and. Uh, mm that was where I discovered it. And then when I saw it was on switch and it was only five bucks full price. So it was like, well, no brainer. Um, so yeah, I was actually playing, uh, since you mentioned you were going to be chatting about producer a little bit, I started, uh, playing a little bit more of that on the switch, uh, which is a pretty new save file for me. And that game is so hard, man, (laughs) as much as I love it. But like, basically you're kind of like, yeah, not to, generalize at all but like it's you know it's kind of like a downwell style where you're just working your way down or a roguelike where you're working your way deeper and deeper down you know floor by floor almost um but you basically can only shoot your gun left or right or straight downwards if you're kind of doing like a flutter jump almost like yoshi style except you don't get more air from it um you just kind of like get a little extra hang time Um, but basically you fire your bullet and it's like one giant bullet that you can catch in the air. And that's kind of how you keep your combos going. And it's just that mechanic alone is so addictive. Like I I mention all the time on the podcast, how like my pretty much my favorite thing in games is it when, when risk reward is balanced in the, in the right way. And I I don't, I don't mean the right way because there's a million different ways you can do it. But like when it just feels spot on like and and this game just kind of takes it like that's just what the game is all about essentially like especially if you're trying to go for the combos um huge fan of gut whale and and again it's a perfect game to to play on switch yeah it's strange because a game that it feels very similar to me in a way is like doom like the 2016 one uh okay just because you're like you're doing like a shooter almost and you know you like you want to keep your distance but at the end of like you you really can't you have to just get up in the face of stuff and do like really tight maneuvers and it just creates like this constant kind of loop of like stress so then you get away for a moment and then like you're back right next to an enemy because you have to get your bullet uh yeah that's yeah, just very enjoyable and, and i like how also like as you die like you're the bullet from your previous gun or whatever, like you, you don't get a ton of lives or anything, but I think you get three standard. Um, but every time you die, you're one hit death and then your bullet, like there'll be another bullet there. So like it, it, I don't think it extends your combo. Like you have to catch the one that you shot to keep your combo going, but it does give you the option of like an easier way to play after you've died once or twice. So like it gives you gives you an out like I I don't know yeah like like you said the balance in that game like it's just like a master class and like here's a tight bite sized game with 
just super addictive mechanics. I mean, you do have to be somebody who likes a, a tough video game for sure, but <laughs> it definitely I'm, gets I'm not one to shy away easier. from those. I'd, I'd highly recommend, uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but after you beat it, you'll kind of discover that some of those things like the multiple bullets being easier. Uh, if you, if you don't use that in your run and you do a bunch of different things like that, you can kind of get like the true ending, get the, like big payoff and it'll really put to the test like how well you're able to master you've some of done, those different mechanics you've done this you've accomplished this yeah you I'm, were just saying you weren't good at games man i'm very bad at games <laughs> dude this i i would say that i i mean i'm not good at every game i play by any means and dj <laughs> out of everyone on the podcast here is the best out of all of us like he can just pick up any game and uh, like we were, I was hoping he'd be on this episode here with us tonight. We were going to talk about some dungeon death ball maybe, but he played like, he played one game of it at my place for the first, I was like, Hey, this game's pretty cool. You should check it out. And he beat the game in one try. It's like a roguelike strategy game. And then went home later that night and he, uh, topped the leaderboard, which it's a game in early access. There's not a ton of people on it right now, but I'm like, what the heck, man? Like <laughs> these people have been like following along with this game since it's been in early access. And all of a sudden you're like the champion of it now. It's, it's wild, but like I'm, I can pick up a game pretty quick and, and gut whale is not, not easy, man. I, I, I'm still trying to unlock anything, a new hat, anything. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get out of the first area for like two hours. I, I played for like, I just played the game for like seven hours straight and then I haven't like touched it again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's but, it, but it's perfect for that. Yeah, yeah it, it like it's very bingeable game. And yeah, after like two hours, I just started to like really pick up momentum as far as getting through it. Yeah, but uh, but like you said, it, it's just uh, even more impressive that like Stuffed Wombat is doing stuff like Gut Whale that's like pure action arcade roguelike and then doing something like Producer that's kind of like a narrative, you know, inventive, you know, off the beaten path kind of thing. And, it, you know, they're, they're always kind of bouncing back and forth. They've got Quomp or Comp, however you say the <laughs> name yeah. of that game, which is like a Pong dungeon crawler. Like everything they do just looks so, so cool. Have you um, checked out? Quamp uh, on the podcast before. I ha- I actually haven't gotten around to playing that one yet. Oh, I man. really really need to. Yeah, that's um, that's it, a classic. It it's so it looks so cool. It's such a uh, uh, Kevin game, if you will. You know, it's like it's very much just like this game screams something that I would love. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and again, knowing the pedigree, um, I, I need to get around to that one, especially if you're endorsing it as well. Yeah, I'd highly recommend playing very uh i think that will like i i don't know maybe i wouldn't go as far as calling it like a historic moment but i kind of would like I, I feel like people look back at that for sure as like starting something it's very uh it brings a very like cinematic direction almost but not through like cutscenes or stuff but just like playing the game itself feels very like extremely immersive it's it's and like just from like the first minute i was like completely immersed in playing that even like the teaser trailers for that game that hardly show anything i'm I'm just like yep i want to check that out like it just shows like basically pong at the beginning and then it just like you see the ball or the you know cube essentially or the square kind of break away 
past the pong paddle and like you yeah. see a dungeon open up and that's all i needed to see to just be like yep <laughs> i want to play Absolutely. that game never have i been um, so immersed in being a little white square on a screen okay that that's you've already sold me i'm usually um, just again, a little white square in real life <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but I guess while we're uh, hyping up some games or kind of endorsing some of our favorites, I know you've been kind of uh, harping on me to check out this game or this. I think it's a series of games called Hylix. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, um, I think there's particularly the second one was the one that you were mentioning to me a while back. But they're both um, really good. The The second one's like the quintessential experience for sure. The masterpiece. Absolutely. Yeah, why don't you tell me a little bit, uh, or tell everyone a little bit about these uh, Hylix games and and what they're all about? Because they do like I'm not the biggest. They at a quick glance, at least when you first told me about them, they looked like turn based RPGs, which isn't my number one go to thing. Um, so I just kind of like glanced at them and I was like, oh, I'll I'll get to this eventually. But you know, games are games, and they just keep coming out, and I kind of forgot about it until you re brought it to my attention here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't play a lot of turn-based RPGs either. Probably, like, I played, like, Pokemon. That's okay, probably same it. here, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I am a huge fan of Hylix. I, I definitely, uh, specifically Hylix 2. Hylix 1 is also very good. Hylix 1, though, is, like, very scrappy kind of vibe, like, uh, which I'm a big fan of, but I think it's definitely not for everyone, and it has, like, a very weird experimental soundtrack that uh like maybe would not be described as musical by most people <laughs> okay <laughs> but the second one maybe yeah very avant-garde but the second one just takes all of that and just like puts the absolute polish on it just to like a crazy degree the the first thing i've got to start with hylix is like it's all just clay oh okay uh, like at a quick i was gonna say the art style was very eye-catching like it definitely caught my eye but i don't yeah. recall it i don't recall noticing that it was clay you, you'll never see like another game like that probably or like there might be like one other clay game but it, it's like mason linroth the guy that made it is like a sculptor by trade i think and so okay. everything in the game is like an actual clay sculpture that he made and like made move around which is just absolutely nuts and all of the like animation and even the gameplay really takes advantage of that like because most 3d models like just on at like a technical level like you're not going to usually be able to like squish a 3d model convincingly right right but right th there's parts in hylix where it's like like because he's literally squishing the clay with his finger probably in real life when he makes the animation so it just like dissolves and it's just this very like fluid kind of like magma that everything's made out of that sounds insane so is it like is it like stop motion animation yeah or is the it whole like, game okay. the whole game okay stop motion okay stop motion so play I, I, animation okay you've got me <laughs> you've got me pretty sold here because again like the the when it comes to a turn-based rpg it's got to be something that like is either doing something like really unique and interesting, or I know that's v super vague. Um, and also, like I, I'm somebody who played Undertale and couldn't wait to check it out, and I couldn't stand that game. I mean, I, oh, like, I hated every <laughs> every. I've already gone into it on the podcast. That, that, that's but, like, a certified every, Kevin TM. 
<laughs> I'm I mean, every, the hate on this one. <laughs> every exactly, but every element of that game. There wasn't anything like when we talked about it on the podcast. I was like, imagine if you were playing a game of Pokemon where you were always in the tall grass. And it had the logic of like a 1980s point and click adventure and also is just like annoying you the whole time, like <laughs> talking shit to you. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just I bounced off that game so, so hard. But like at the same time, it, it was definitely appealing to me where I'm like, oh, these battles look interesting. And like they're sort of like bullet held dodge em ups and like. You know, that that just caught my eye or even even something as simple as like Paper Mario just adding in the you know, the timing combat actions where you're just like hitting a, when you land on a a jump or hit swing the hammer, like just to keep me engaged in the combat. So I'm not just hitting a and, and grinding through random battles. Um, so for, for Hylix, does it have random battles? Like, or are you, do you like see the enemies on the screen in the overworld or whatever? Yeah, it's not random. One of the things I like, well, so you will end up like fighting things maybe when you don't want to but everything (laughs) is like avoidable because you'll just see like this weird clay homunculus horrible creature just like running at your squad of other horrible clay creatures uh and so you can like you can run (laughs) away you got like a roll move you can jump around so like a lot of the time i'm able to dodge but sometimes you end up having to fight the the combat like definitely i i wouldn't say that that's completely the focus although it's definitely they have like a lot of unique stuff going on and once again like the clay art style is very integrated with the mechanics like one of one of the characters has this move one of the characters you get on your team has this move where he like covers all the other characters in clay and then they have like extra health and are immune to like fire and all this stuff okay Uh, and it like the animation for that it, it's so hard to describe it's like he's just like you see his hand extend he's just like spraying clay i i don't know it's just it's like particle clay particles essentially but like not well obviously they're not particles yeah it's but like they're, they're not clay. particles it's just like he's just like spraying like a blob of goo at them okay i'll try i'll definitely put a link to this game <laughs> in the episode description obviously because this is one that like yeah because for me it's like i so how how heavy is the story implemented into things? Because I, I know RPGs like that might be what most people are coming to yeah. them for. But at least for me, I'm kind of that's the, almost the story. Like, I want the story the is like a piss take at RPG stories. And the game is 100 yes. percent vibe. Uh, the yes. music okay. is amazing. It takes like the weird kind of atonal or very avant-garde of the first and but they've got this excellent composer, Chuck Salamone, who just came in and like kept all of the energy of that weird soundtrack but made it just so good like i just listen to it all the time that's awesome uh, and that's hard to do too to like, like re- prog rock type music yeah and for him to be able to come in and like recapture the essence of what they were already doing with the first game like that's really tough to do from somebody with like a musical background like Definitely. myself not that i'm like a whiz or anything but like to just take somebody else's thing and just be like let me kind of make my own version of that that is really tough to do um but yeah this sounds like you're speaking my language here like again i i basically just saw a screen that looked like a turn-based battle and was like uh i'll (laughs) I'll check this game out eventually (laughs) yeah it wasn't like top of my uh, list i i wouldn't necessarily say either like 
like I don't think it's a game you have to finish necessarily, but I do think you should play it. I to be honest, like I I haven't just like finished it just because like I kind of got what I won out of it. You know, I sat there with my eyes glazed over and watched these weird clay blobs just move in the most unique way I've ever seen. Listen to great music, and then that was it. But it was great. Yeah, that that's totally how I feel with any type of game. Really, it's like I mean, some games I do get hooked in, like Antichrist, and like I do end up beating the game because I'm just like, man, I'm addicted to this game. But sometimes it is just like, man, that vibe was really cool, and I liked existing in it for that one time I ever played that game, and I might never boot it up again. But I'll, but it might be one of my favorite games potentially. You know, it just or at least like. You know, that's a little hyperbolic maybe, but like per usual with me, but like it, it'll <laughs> stick in my brain, you know, even though it is a thing that I just played for maybe an hour total, you know, but yeah. it'll, it's a more memorable experience than something that I spent a hundred hours on or whatever. Definitely. Although it's been, <laughs> been a long time since I've spent a hundred hours on a game. Also say about Hilux, like it's not a short game. It is like kind of pricey, but I th- like, it's like $15. I think I've played like. 20 hours of it so oh geez that's like okay that's great, still a good chunk yeah, yeah and I, i'm not quite done like i probably have like another four hours to be done nice so i definitely highly recommend that yeah and, w- and with something that's put together with that kind of love and care and like different kind of craft it's like i'm i'm willing to throw out a little you know a few bucks to check out something that's like pushing the boundaries of what games can do and it's it's so funny of like just thinking back to like when games being a, a form of art or being an art form was like a an actual debate or <laughs> like a heated discussion, yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, I guess I'm sure that you could still find people that would argue it, but yeah, it's still a heated discussion, it, I think. <laughs> yeah, but to me, it's just like a no brainer, you know, it's like it, people are doing such Definitely. innovative things like some of them, some of the like, I, I guess I, you know, it depends. But across all the, you know, I, I like I like all art forms really, but like I've some game experiences are really some of the most like things that have stuck. And I love games obviously too, but like they stick with me more than movies do sometimes, you know, and not even because of like a story or anything, but just because it was like this experience in a moment that I needed to like get away. And it just, you know, it's like attached to me at some point. Definitely. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. I mean, for me, like that was probably like hyperlight drifter, like, just the feeling of being in that world and how immersive it was just really has stuck with me since then. And a lot of other people. But yeah, that's my, uh, I've actually never played that game and it's actually my, uh, resolution game. Every year we do like a holiday episode right around the new year. Yeah. And that's my resolution game to play this year. So I need to turn <laughs> on my PS4 again, which I haven't done in like six months. Well, if <laughs> so. you haven't played Hilux two by the end of the year, I'm going to have to like ship one of those over to you. And you can I, make I'm it next year's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, exactly. I can. I can. I, who knows if I'll even get around to it? I always wait till the last second to get around to my resolution game. But <laughs> I, I will get to Hyperlight Drifter because that game just looks very much my style. Um, Definitely. And then, yeah, if you um, like like a vibe and a soundtrack, shit. That's like yeah, they've got that and, locked down. And killer pixel art, just yeah. Um, but yeah, real quick, I guess, before we wrap up and I know, uh, John and I kind of, I went on a little bit of a Mario golf rant, uh, Mario golf, super rush. That is a couple weeks ago on the podcast and I'm just gonna continue that rant. Like I, I pretty, I kind of put the game away and I was thinking about 
saying, you know, and, you know, I went in with super high expectations, but the Mario Golf franchise has been going. I've, I've said this a few times on the podcast now, but like it's been going since the N64 and it's just always been like a comfort series for me. Like it's just like uh, we were talking earlier before we started recording uh, Dev Dwarf and like when I first uh, was going to college, I did like a semester of community college and then a semester off and a semester of community. I was just figuring out what I was going to do. And in that time, I was playing the shit out of Mario Golf on the GameCube. Like I was hole in one, like every par three on like certain courses. Like I, I got pretty into that game, in, into all of the games in the series, uh, although I haven't played all the handheld versions. But uh, but yeah, I was even like went back to the 3DS version recently and uh, which I didn't like as much when it came out. And I they've kind of added a few courses since then. And I, I was super pumped. But, you know, I, I kind of put Mario Golf down and just figured maybe I was just so pumped for this game. And I, you know, just didn't live up to my expectations. But uh, DJ was over the other day. And uh, again, I was hoping I could kind of bounce some of this off of him. Um, but he was like, hey, do you want to check out Mario Golf? And I was just like, like in the back, I didn't say it out loud, but I just kind of grumbled and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's, you know what? And I kind of got excited. Like, you know what? Yeah. DJ wants to check it out. Maybe this will get me pumped on it. And, uh, we even tried at the time when I talked about it on the podcast with John, I hadn't even tried the speed golf mode, um, which is kind of the, the thing that I kind of speculated that I thought that everything they changed from the previous games, I thought like they changed to accommodate this new speed golf mode, which in turn kind of ruined the rest of the game from my per- personal perspective. Polygon called this game a masterpiece. So, you know, to each their own. But uh, I I just, I, I I don't know. DJ and I played and I, I was just so mad the whole time. I just couldn't have been more upset. Like the, the game looks terrible like it the ass like the the tree like it just feels like such a rush job and i'm somebody who really doesn't care about like you know how a game looks at all really but like the trees are like literally like a two-dimensional like two two-dimensional trees that are you know crisscrossed and perpendicular to one each other one another and that's how they make their trees in the game in some cases it's like it's it's unreal and that and that doesn't that's beside the gameplay that's just is it's just garbage I, I i don't even really have much more to add to it other than like i had this like second wind of like maybe i was just like overly harsh on it and it really just just continues to stink up a storm and i'm i'm a little bit bummed about that game or I should, i'm hugely bummed about that game but i was able to kind of redeem that although uh, playing co-op with DJ, I wasn't having the best time, but playing solo by myself after the fact, I've been playing some part-time UFO on Nintendo Switch. Are you familiar with this game, Dev Dwarf? Uh, part-time UFO? Yeah, it's from uh, HAL Laboratories, which is one of like Nintendo's first party. You know, I think, I'm think i pretty sure they make Smash Brothers and you know they do the Kirby games and okay. whatnot. And like the UFO that you play as looks very much like the UFO that you like morph into in the Kirby games if you swallow that enemy. Um, and you basically like it's kind of a physics based game. Uh, one of the most active members that's working on the game, uh, Soul Child in our uh, Discord, Anju, um, was mentioning this game and kept saying, oh, I can't get enough. I can't get enough. And like, I was a little bit scared of like the physics elements. Cause it is like, you're like stacking things and trying to like balance them essentially. And you're, you're essentially playing a UF as a UFO that has like a, like a, you know, like the crane games at the arcade or whatever, where you can yeah. like win the stuffed animals. You're essentially playing as a UFO that has one of those on the bottom and you can 
you know, there's different challenge each level. Like you'll be on the farm and you just have to like load up the truck with all the boxes of like oranges and whatever. And there'll be extra like three extra challenges that'll earn you a medal where like if you complete it in a certain amount of time or if you uh, stack the oranges in a certain way, like have the boxes actually stacked instead of just tossed on the truck or uh, throw some oranges into the boxes before you stack the boxes, like some extra ones, like just little bonus challenges. And I, I just keep like chipping away it's just got such an amazing like one of the best soundtracks and it's one of those games like i know not everybody loves this all the time but i'm I'm a huge fan of like how super mario world uh for example uses kind of like the same uh theme over and over again and like just kind of reuses the same song in a way almost and and reincorporates it to fit different zones and different themes and that's sort of what this game does with each level like if you're on the farm, it's got kind of like a banjo-y, like waltzy kind of vibe. But if you're on the in the museum, it's got this kind of like super chill, like ambient vibe. Like, I, I don't know, but it's like the same tune all the time. Um, and it just keeps me coming back for more and more. And it's just it's just constantly super goofy. Like you're stacking up like the last like in the museum levels, you're like trying to stack up the totem pole and like you know, again, like one of the challenges to get the medal is like to actually stack it up in the way that it's like pictured in the background. But like you're trying to help like um, the woman that's kind of like knocked down the totem pole that you're trying to help. Like you can just see her like the backgrounds almost look like uh, like old school, like Street Fighter two levels, you know, where like there's mm-hmm. characters just kind of doing their thing in the background. And she's just kind of like cowering, like as you add new pieces to the totem pole and like panics more and more. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It's just like it's just got so much charm. And I I just wanted to give it a shout out, really, because like games that kind of rely on physicsy mechanics are usually things that uh, just like RPGs, I really kind of bounce off of. But this one just hit the spot perfectly. I, I do think I think DJ and I just approach the levels totally differently where like he was like first try wanted to try to figure out what all the metals were because they don't they just show you like a little like thumbnail or a little image like and you have to kind of deduce what you need to do to get the metal um it doesn't necessarily say like you know stack the totem pole perfectly you just have to kind of figure it out it's most of the time pretty obvious but he was like wanted to do them all in the first try and it's like i just like to play figure it out take it a little more leisurely so i'm hoping to be able to check this one out with john at some point Um, But it was originally a mobile game, like mobile only, and then they eventually ported it to Switch, which you don't see a ton of like Nintendo first party mobile games. Yeah, that's Um, not to say there aren't any. There's definitely a handful, but I'm really glad that they brought this one to Switch and really glad that Andrew was like hyping this one up constantly because I was like, you know what? It's only like five or six bucks or maybe like eight bucks or something. I don't know. I might have got it on sale, but cheap enough to where it was like, this looks cool. And I've been having a blast with it. Put a few hours in already for sure nice yeah are you gonna make an episode on it uh oh i I recorded a video for sure already yeah um it's like yeah it's like really wacky where there's like uh like you're not just stacking like i I mentioned like you're stacking up like orange boxes on like a truck at the farm but like at one uh one of the levels you're at the school and you're actually like stacking like a team of cheerleaders like and putting them in formation and stuff like that like it's really goofy and there's even like an endless mode which you can also play co-op that's like it just keeps like a helicopter will fly in and just bring a new random item and they're all like weird shapes like nothing's like just like you're not just stacking like tetris blocks you know like uh you're you're balancing like these weird like 
kind of like humanoid dummies that are like fencing, you know, they're in like fencing poses, like, you know, so with a sword or something like just oh, really cool. weird. Like, you know, the big, like a donkey comes in, like just the most random stuff. So you're, you're really kind of like, it, it's meant to be kind of silly. Like we were talking about again, before we started recording, but like games that kind of, or even a little bit with the stuff, wombat stuff, like, uh, just using like mechanics to kind of like be a little bit humorous or just be like, you're not like, yeah, it has arcade mechanics going on in this game and puzzle elements, but it's also totally okay. If you lose, it's almost just as much fun or more fun to lose, uh, as it is to, to win. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's always very nice when, uh, when both of those can feel fun, like the game designers do a very good job for sure. When it, yeah, when it's fun to play, like no matter what your skill level or your uh, success rate, like it's just fun no matter what. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think we've uh, we've chatted about enough games uh, for uh, tonight. And then uh, next week, like we were saying, uh, we'll probably chat some more with Dev Dwarf and uh, talk about some of uh, their projects and uh, dig a little deeper into, you know, your philosophy behind game design and, you know, whatever else we get into. But uh, now that you know kind of the stuff that Dev Dwarf likes to play, um <laughs> we could chat a little bit more about uh the stuff they like to make but uh yeah if, uh unless you got anything else to add uh dev dwarf where can people uh find you on the internet and uh whatnot uh i'm on twitter i kind of hate twitter though i don't post there a lot so maybe itch instead itch, also yeah. got a discord server but i probably like won't talk to you there either uh hey that's okay we've but. talked about the bug cord a ton of times on the podcast I, like that's honestly how i found a ton of games like through yeah. you know there's just a bunch of cool developers and just cool folks hanging out in there so definitely we'll put, i'll make sure to put links to like the itch.io page and and to the uh the bug cord and whatnot i'll put a little uh, cool. invite in there on the uh episode description because uh it's a great place to hang out and uh a gr- I, whenever anybody joins our server actually and they're like hey i'm here for game dev stuff i'm like Cool, happy to have you. Also, you should maybe check out the bug cord because they're like a little, <laughs> even a little more game dev focused, you know, yeah. uh, over there. So I'm always sending people that way. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with how it's come together. I'm I'm not always the most active on there, but I definitely think if you're into indie games, it's a cool place to talk about them and also probably meet a lot of the developers or exactly. say nice things to them. Hopefully, exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think we can wrap things up there for this week. And uh, until next time, we will catch you then and take care. Take care. And then we'll, uh, we can talk about some high licks from there. And then uh, I might rant a little more about Mario Golf before we wrap things up. Sounds good. I've never um, heard of Mario Golf, but I'm interested never to heard hear of how Mario bad Golf it is. ever. I don't know. I'm not like. I'm not like a big Nintendo person. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. But I, they've they've been like had them since the N64, so it's oh, a long running, shit. long running series. I know, um, like Mario Party. Yeah, it's like some of the it's but yeah, it's been running as long as that. I guess you're just you're not as big of a golf fan, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I hate golf so much. <laughs> I I grew up like I don't play, I haven't played in years, but I I used to kind of like not seriously, but I used to play you know, with like my brother and my cousin and stuff and semi enjoyed it. Um, I like, I definitely grew up playing it kind of, and I'm good. Okay. Nice. No, no, I'm I'm not like good. I'm not like good at it. Like I'm good on doing that. Oh, (laughs) 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 that's fair. That's fair.